Welcome, everybody. My name is Alexander Greb, and you are listening to the SAP Experts Podcast. It's August in 2019, and this means that this is our maiden show. The first episode of many more episodes to come. And this is the reason why I do not want to immediately jump into the main content of this very first episode, which is a really interesting discussion with Stefan Batzdorf about the top five reasons to go on S4HANA. But I want at first express a big thank you to you because you are here and listening to us. And second, I want to spend the first two to three minutes to explain you a little bit what the SAP podcast is all about and what you can expect from the episode. And in the end, hopefully convince you that it's a quite a good idea to stay on board with us and to like us, share us and subscribe us on Spotify, iTunes, Open SAP, wherever you are listening to us. So what is the SAP Experts podcast all about? Let me first ask you a question. Who are you? Maybe you are an SAP employee or you are an SAP partner or hopefully you are an SAP customer. In the end, it does not matter because this show is for all of you, all of us, because we all are living and working in the same environment, in highly disruptive and disrupted industries where new technology levels want to be reached, where new business models want to be tried out. And quite naturally, this leaves a lot of question marks within us. And our job and our mission here at this podcast is to erase a lot of these question marks. How do we want to achieve this? Well, we want to achieve this by three kinds of episodes we want to offer you. The first kind will be how I call it interviews with heavyweights. Who are these heavyweights? These heavyweights for are, are, for example, Sven Deniken, Senior Vice President Product Management, or Glenn Gonzalez, Chief Technology Officer SAP, with whom I will talk about product strategy, innovation, what's up to come, and so on. Or LOB experts, industry experts, application experts, who will bring their expertise and their field of excellence into this show. But we also have the outside-in approach um, when we have CIOs from customer side as guests who will share their best practices and their experience to you. Second, Q&A sessions. We will have certain dedicated Q&A episodes where you can give your question in, questions into it. For example, we have um, the email address sapexpertspodcast at sap.com where you can provide those questions that you want to be answered and we will answer them in the Q&A episodes. And also we will have the solo episodes which I will do and do deep dives with you into certain areas. If you know my blog, the right way and the right approach to S4HANA, you know what to expect, where we want to deconstruct methods and principles that separate the more successful from the less successful. So those are the part of the solo episodes. And with these explanations, I do not want to talk any further, but jump right into our main content, which is a really interesting conversation with Stefan Batzdorf about the top five reasons to go on S4HANA. Thank you very much. Welcome, everybody. This is the first episode of the SAP Experts podcast, which is very exciting for me because I really hope that we start something big here. 
And um, for the first, for this maiden episode, I'm really excited to have a very special guest here. Um, I'm very happy to have Quant Wins to take part in this. And um, he's a very special person. He started like in the beginning of 2001 as a software developer at SAP. Then worked and paid, it, paid his dues, worked his ladder up to uh, being the program director and head of the S4HANA program. So basically one of the important birth helpers of this new ERP we are also want to talk about today. Then became yeah part or changed into more customer-facing oriented role um, where yeah we started to work with each other and lately switched a little bit the sides um, and became yeah senior practice engagement manager of one of our um, top first tier partners which is Infosys and I'm really happy to have him here today Stefan Batzdorf. Thank you very much Alexander. Welcome. Stefan let's just lose some words about you um, to learn to get you know to our listeners uh, you are one of the not so common people who made that development from development more to a let's say customer facing role you're right it's it's that's not a typical change. not a typical not way a, why from, did you decide that from consulting that? into exchange you can do so but from development into sales you seldom have it i'm one of those uh, common you're people. right <laughs> <laughs> i mean even though i grew up in development so started as a with 23 in development as a java developer and uh, worked there in various parts in the NetViewer area and business by design in the business suite for more than 15 years. I'm not a typical developer, so I'm not wearing these Birkenstock and, uh, let's say, Sun Conference t-shirt from 1984 or something like that, <laughs> uh, sitting anxious in the... No, here. And um, I'm not that typical guy, so I've already had a lot of uh, expert-facing roles and uh, especially also talked with a lot of CIOs and mm. uh, board members, etc. And in the early days of SAP S4HANA, mainly in 2015, etc., it was development that was doing the customer pitches and mm -hmm. educating the customer about SAP S4HANA because at that moment in time, um, we didn't have sales or consulting or yeah. pre-sales educated and it was still b being built up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And um, so so I was doing, um, together with my colleagues, one of the first uh, customer sessions, etc. And I liked it. I liked it uh, talking to customers, explaining them what is SAP S4HANA also in detailed, uh, details, um, developing roadmaps with them, educating them, um, despite the classical marketing PowerPoint facing decks, etc. So really talking the truth, talking open with them. And customers appreciated it. Um, they liked um, to have someone from development. Mm -hmm. They liked me having street credibility, yeah. really um, grew, having grown up with the, with the system. And uh, it was so much enjoyable uh, that I decided to move into field, mm -hmm. uh, moved into pre-sales, uh, being a technical advisory to most of the customers. And um, yeah, in the last years, it was something like 100 customer meetings per year, mm -hmm. multiple conferences, etc. And um, I received quite good feedback and positive feedback uh, because I said, you're always honest. You're always telling the brutal truth uh, about SAP S4HANA. And I think that's what matters. Yeah. And that's how you win customers. and How you um, win trust. How you Absolutely. win trust, definitely. And, and you're also when people listen to you at your keynotes and wherever you are and you are 
quite omnipresent and have been that in the last two to three years. You are a very good example about that best practices you have in doing this job, like know your content. Yeah, yeah? It's not about buzzwords and, and reading down marketing slides or something like that, but it's really know your content. And this is something like an attitude which is um, absolutely necessary. It, it has been and still is. And um, which was also one of the reasons to have here on the show, of course. That, um, that's what matters being an expert, yeah. Absolutely. Con content matters. Absolutely. But despite all of that, let's say heavy metal content, we want to start a little bit on a lighter note, this first maiden episode. So what's always quite entertaining is, of course, top five or top ten lists. So that's what we want to start with, which is basically our personal top five reasons to go on S for HANA. May sound a little bit easy, but um, to be honest, even in every situation you may be concerning your either decision to go on S for HANA or if you want to propose HANA. So no matter if you are a customer, SAP colleague or a partner and so on, there are despite of all the individuality, general reasons to go there, yeah, which would be helpful for anybody. And um, that's why we want to start about that today. So, Stefan, you have the first shot for our top five. What's your first point? It, it was hard, and I was thinking a lot about it, uh, name your top five reasons, because um, it always depends who's the customer I'm talking to, because every customer is individual. And yeah. uh, SAP S4HANA is like a basket of uh, fruits and chocolates and so on. You can pick whatever you want. You'll find something that you would like. But for me personally, there are several things. And uh, the first one reason, for example, why customers choose SAP S4HANA is S4HANA provides a future-proven and cloud-ready architecture. And not, this is not only important for customers that would like to target moving solely into the cloud, but even for on-premise customers. Um, SAP S4HANA has radically, drastically simplified. Um, we were talking later about the simplified data model, for example, mm -hmm. um, but um, SAP has one development code line where it develops SAP S4HANA and with a cloud-ready mindset. So everything that SAP develops for SAP S4HANA um, contains and is focusing on being cloud-ready, being available for the public cloud. This includes using cloud-native integration, using cloud-native APIs, cloud-native technologies also. Yeah. This also means that we have uh, optimized the spool, for example, the printing possibilities mm -hmm. um, and all these uh, reporting capabilities. Um, it contains um, that you have a flexible and open component architecture, which is 100% web-based. Mm. Um, SAP S4HANA has been modernized, and you can build a full, big, blown ERP, but you can also build up several light ERPs if you like to do so. Mm -hmm. It natively integrates and is based on the SAP cloud platform, which is SAP's open stack, open source cloud platform. Um, SAP S4HANA uses these integration, cloud integration techniques to natively integrate, for example, with uh, success vectors, Ariba, mm -hmm. Concor, Fieldglass, the IBP. So SAP has built cloud native applications that complements and extends the classical ERP scope. And um, SAP S4HANA is that open to integrate it not only on an object level, but on a business process level. So SAP has harmonized, for example, um, the purchase order mm -hmm. um, of the classical ERP with the Ariba purchase order. Uh, so that both systems talk the same language. Um, 
And you can use, for example, then the subcloud platform for big data analysis, yep. for extending your components using developing IoT scenarios, which resides in Leonardo in the SAP cloud platform. So this openness gives a lot of flexibility for customers, especially when they build up hybrid systems. And I think this is also the, yep. the future. Um, there won't be any customer that is 100% cloud or 100% on-premise. Yep. Cloud will be there, even with conservative companies. Yeah. They might first start with the talent management in the cloud mm -hmm. uh, and then later on move the ERP. But even when I talked with big corporations, um, huge corporations, they told me that they have a strategy to move their ERP systems uh, into the cloud yeah. in the next eight years or so, once mm -hmm. everything is ready. So the cloud ERP will become the de facto ERP standard, uh, I think, I hopefully, and I trust, believe in it. And uh, this is what we currently should target and build upon. And I absolutely agree with what you said, especially concerning that part with the big companies going to the cloud, because you still get, when you talk with customers about the cloud, that mindset, huh, cloud, yeah, it's very interesting, but it's nothing for the big guys. Mm. And this is something where I really saw one of the big changes in the last years because for example i remember when i was like you were a developer i was a consultant and um, i was it was like 2014 2015 i was part of something like a strategy circle the big german um, car manufacturer and uh, i remember it very well when we had each year this kind of strategy meetings um, Everybody there was, or the whole entire streams and each individual stream was like presenting their approaches, their projects, what they are doing. And the funny thing was at that time you knew whenever you would like mention the cloud in this setup at that time and the mindset, you would be asked by the CIO of the customer to leave the room because they said cloud is nothing for us. You know, it, and it will not be. Mm -hmm. We are an industry where this will not never at least as long as he is a part of it, be a part of the strategy. Interestingly, I know that especially this customer is now one of the most innovative cloud strategies in the whole industry, yeah, because the mindset completely changed when they said, okay, especially for the reason, because we know like any, let's say, um, competitive processes we maybe still need to have that possibilities we have on on-premise system where we can go on full hundred percent individuality yeah but there are so many processes and so many things uh, where the cloud is just the better base to be yeah that's where you want to be and so to have something like an erp which is ready for anything so you do not close the door to another way when you decide to go the first way this is basically the way to go and so i absolutely agree with you that um, this is really among the top five reasons to go. So as for next part, we are now at top four, my turn, and I've chosen the intelligent or instead of the transactional ERP. Oh, that's a good that's one. A point. That's a good one. Especially because of since I'm coming from the consultative part and I've been, when I was a young consultant i had lots of projects which consisted of like excel crunching and to like crunching data to show for example a customer which kind of where he should like put their his stocks and put his buffers into it and the customer then used this information for his own internal projects uh, to build up his supply chain and his storage strategy and 
I'm looking very skeptical back on this. Why was that wrong what I did and what I calculated at that time? No, absolutely not. But it was just wrong at one place. At that one moment, this snapshot was taken. Two days later, the situation can look completely different. Hmm. Yeah. So was this really something of use to build upon a buffer strategy? Not really, but we did not have any other possibilities there. Yeah, And this is something, for example, I see as a very big and very important point. That's that we have now an intelligent ERP who is using real-time and putting this real-time onto your um, onto your roadmap into action by giving you support to work with that, yeah, by using artificial intelligence, by using process robotics and so on. To and make especially... And especially switching from a backwards-looking yeah. system into a forward, proactive-looking system. Absolutely, it changes the way you work. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, because uh, you you were just like fixing stuff, and now you are changing the way you work into a more proactive way of working. And um, this is absolutely, in my opinion, one of the big benefits you can have when you change on S four. Yeah. Do you have some examples? Or let me. Yeah, I've, for example, this one um, I was was telling about. Um, also, what I really like is um, the onboard possibilities you have, for example, with the MRP cockpit, mm-hmm. um, where you do not only get the bad news, but the, already some alternatives are shown to you, like solutions. You do not get the bad news and then are left alone, but the system shows you what kind of possibilities you have. Like option A would mean that, and you can take a look into that. Option B would mean that, and you can take a look into that. And even the system gives you a recommendation by saying this would be like the first rated uh, option, the second rated option. And it's not like it's a black black box um, process where you, you absolutely have no clue how this result was taken care uh, how this result was calculated but you can take a look into it into the details what would be the consequences and then take your own decision and the system does the rest and this is something which is my opinion very interesting because it's yeah it's it's intelligent but it does not leave the users outside the door yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely another example is for example where we put intelligence into the system or where sap puts intelligence into the system is uh, um, using predictive analytics you have absolutely. for example predictive contract consumption yeah mm-hmm. so let's assume in procurement you have quantity contracts that are running for certain materials you have a fixed price with your supplier um, this application, for example, continuously monitors the usage um, of the contract. Mm-hmm. It uh, scans all the open uh, purchase orders, purchase requisitions. It scans uh, the results from the MRP run. Yeah. It calculates how many uh, items of this material might be presumed and purchased in the next uh, moments or weeks still to come. Mm-hmm. And even if you have a contract uh, that is still running six months, mm-hmm. It could be already consumed by 85%. You want to know when yeah. is this contract running out of capacity. And this application shows you it predicts the expiry date and then you can proactively react on it. Yeah. Or another example is, for example, in inventory management, uh, stock in transit. Mm-hmm. When you have stock that moves from one warehouse to the other, mm-hmm. like replacement stock, contingent stock, etc., then this application predicts the arrival of the stock in transit mm-hmm. and by this you can predict and manage any kinds a kind of delivery delays for example because you know when it should arrive for example what has happened yep. you can perform root cause analysis and by this you can yeah, somehow predict the future yep. prevent issues that might come up and um, proactively react on it yep. 
and this helps you to secure your business. And, and this can be an absolutely big game changer because um, at one customer, I know that he's very sports might always have to bring like analogies or examples from sports to that's what he wants to hear. And um, he asked me like um, how this topic then would be transferred to sport. And I said, look, um, probably everybody knows the name of Wayne Gretzky, who was the biggest, largest, larger than life, most successful um, ice hockey player who did not really look like an ice hockey player at all because he was not one of the big guys with the broad shoulders. He was like a little bit more tiny and so on. And when he was asked how he became the best ice hockey player there is, he said, I do not go where the puck is, but where he's going to be. Mm. And I think this is exactly the analogy like you are enabled to do when you use S4 and when you use that intelligent capabilities. You do not go where the things are, but where things are going to be. And that's why um, you can be there basically before the problem arrives. And this sets you then ahead of the game. Stefan, what's next? My next point. Yeah, it's you. You're right. You're right. Um, SAP S4HANA gives you also the best chance to completely renovate your IT landscape and make it ready for the future. Um, it provides you possibilities to perform landscape simplification. Mm -hmm. You have the options now with SAP S4HANA to consolidate multiple systems into a few because you anyhow need to build up a new system. And if you have a heterogeneous system landscape with multiple ERP systems and also ERP systems from non-SAP vendors or so, then you have the possibility to build up one single system, for example, to consolidate these systems into one to perform a landscape mm -hmm. transformation. With this going hand in hand, SAP also provides you the possibility in S4HANA to perform co-deployment. SAP has integrated a lot of standalone modules that were in the past uh, owned systems yep. like analytics a bw or a uh, business intelligence system like a uh, warehouse management system mm -hmm. a crm system why have sap done this in the past because in the past the transactional systems were slow and were becoming yep. even larger larger and even slower so it was the first time that uh, sap took out the analytics in a separate BW. Then they took out the procurement yeah. into an SRM. They took out the production planning into an own APO yeah. system, Advanced Planner Optimizer, which runs on in first mm -hmm. in memory live cache. Yeah. They took out the customer relationship management CRM system. But now as SAP S4HANA runs on a single in memory database and it scales, we can put all these things back, things together. back into yeah. it together to create for the first time a holistic centralized system that provides a real view on an end-to-end -end process from the quotation mm -hmm. order entry to producing things to shipping things to um, creating the invoice to do the cash collection let me jump into that because you said something very important when we were talking about this legacy environment like ecc slash r3 which are more or less coming from the same basis um, when those two applications, or when R3 was given birth, let's call it like that, we're talking about 1998, 1998. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, which was a time at that time where I did not know about anything like the internet that would become. I had no mobile phone, had nothing. Yeah, we were 
listening to music which were performed by people which had long mullets. Yeah, um, <laughs> this was the age of where R3 was done. It was a good time. And, <laughs> and there, there really was not the possibility, the technical possibility to no. build a data model which encompasses all the special requirements like from LOBs. And so the best solution at that time, which was logically, was to make special specialized data models for those specialized um, disciplines. So the LOB SCM discipline specialized data model became the APO. And CRM became CRM and so on and so on and so on. Now we have, why do we put now everything back together again? Because now we have the possibilities. We did not have it in the past. Yeah, yeah you're right. And this gives, uh, op uh, let's say, the possibility to simplify your whole landscape mm -hmm. by simplification, by co-deployment of standalone systems. And um, especially when you think about moving into a hybrid landscape. Uh, what is hybrid landscape? You operate on-premise systems and cloud systems. Mm -hmm. And even conservative companies operate now cloud systems and have their core ERP and on-premise, etc., And uh, especially in those cases when you have a multinational organization and corporation and you have subsidiaries, for example, it might make sense to have headquarters running on-premise. Yeah. But, for example, a light subsidiary, which is just a sales subsidiary or production company somewhere in Poland, in Warsaw, or so that could run on a cloud, on a cloud ERP. And then you're facing, you're running a hybrid strategy. And SAP S4HANA gives you the possibility of a two-tier landscape, which means the tier one, the mm -hmm. corporate headquarters, runs on-premise. The tier two, some subsidiaries, lighter corporations or acquisitions yep. run on a public cloud. And as S4HANA, public cloud and on-premise share the same data model, the same technology, the same processes, for example, um, data can easily be... Um, integrated and shipped mm -hmm. and with the two-tier scenarios you can offer something like that your sales subsidiary is running on a public cloud you you purchase uh, let's say you process the order entry yeah. but shipment is done from warehouse of the corporation of the on-premise system but then calculation invoicing etc is once again done in the cloud yeah so you can really um, switch a business process um, between cloud and on-premise. And this gives you a flexibility of cloud readiness, hybrid deployment, etc. This This point that you opened up is, is so great. You have lots of aspects in it because concerning, for example, the data model that you've mentioned, that's where we always start with that um, single source of truth philosophy. Yeah? Like when those, what you were talking about, those special LOB applications meant you had basically the same information in several versions in several systems. So in that case, you basically did never know where you are at the moment. Yeah? Because wherever you looked into it, it told you or told you something different. Yeah? Like your how your order may be, it told you in the SEM system. But all the custom information, it did not tell you there. You had to go to the CRM system yeah. and so on. Now when you put everything together and you had or you have those... Um, all of those different applications looking at the same piece of information. Like when you're having, for example, um, a goods income, a material you desperately need is entering your quality assurance, for example, or your quality department, and you have it now basically on stock. You can use it. In the past, since you had like different systems, you, you weren't aware of that. You had to wait till the next day, till the MRP, for example, or some other veteran has run to be aware that you have now the material you need. 
And maybe in that time, since you were not aware of that, you opened up some new order and you had that in the end stock. The world already changed. And so on. Exactly. Yeah. But now when you have just like every information just once and you have several um, applications looking at that information, what happens now is real time. The moment that when you have that change of information that this is not available to you, you can use it. Yeah. So this is something... What, for example, I, from my logistic background, is really well received by anybody working in that area. Yeah, so absolutely great point you mentioned. So since this was so great, you also are given, of course, a choice of. <laughs> and then coming to my next point, and especially um, when looking at the holistic integrated system, um, the next point is why you should choose SAP S4 HANA is uh, that for the first time, SAP allows you to build up an integrated finance system. So it provides the possibility for the CFOs to create for the first time ever one holistic integrated finance system for financial operations, which is accounting and controlling, mm -hmm. for business planning and consolidation, and for financial analytics and reporting. So for the first time, you have finance controlling merged together, you have BPC embedded business planning and consolidation, and you have all the reports, the financial analytics, the financial reporting based inside the system, based on the same data model, based on the same real-time data. So which means whenever someone in the company, a financial accountant, is creating an invoice, posting a financial document inside the system, the data is directly reflected in any kinds of financial reporting of the CFO. Mm -hmm. If the CFO uses the embedded analytics in SAP S4HANA mm -hmm. and not his Excel reports and PowerPoints yeah. that someone has created. They are still there everywhere. They are still yeah. there, but once you switch, for example, to a financial boardroom mm -hmm. and uh, financial analysis inside the system, you're really talking the truth and single, uh, single source of truth. So which means you have one system, online planning, instant reporting, online analytics, and instant compliance inside one single system. So, so I, I'm far from being a finance guy. Um, <laughs> <probably lots laughs> you are the like, logistica, yeah. Like lots of my colleagues would agree. But uh, like in my limited view I have as a logistics guy, it would basically mean that if I am a CFO, um, I do not have to wait anymore till like, for example, end of the quarter when there have been my big closing activities and so on to know where I am. But I have now the possibility like from um, to look into an app on a mobile phone, which I maybe have built up in my with my embedded analytics possibilities um, or wherever I consume that kind of information to know on the fly where I am, where certain you're right, can you're arise. Right. And, even, and even further, for example, SAP S4HANA provides you the possibility of predictive uh, um, analytics uh, and predictive uh, accounting, for example. So which means uh, currently or in a classical ERP system, you can do your accounting, your month-end mm -hmm. reporting, uh, quarter-end closing, etc., just based on the closed orders, on the closed invoices, mm -hmm. etc. Once you still have an open order mm -hmm. and the goods received have not been posted and mm -hmm. the invoice has not been yeah. created, it's not reflected in the system, mm -hmm. but SAP S4HANA provides you the possibility of predictive accounting. Mm -hmm. So we have the normal ledger, but in addition, we have a prediction ledger. So for any open sales order, predicted goods issue, yeah. a predicted invoice, a predicted revenue is being calculated, mm -hmm. taking into account, and the CFO has the possibility to see the, um, the real-time performance, 
but also the predicted performance. Mm -hmm. Where would I end up when with this my KPIs when this continues? Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. will I? He has a look at the 15th of the month mm -hmm. uh, and see will I reach my month mm -hmm. end goals or not? And if you see that you will not won't reach it, yeah. then you still have 15 days to do counterproductive measures. So yeah, it's, to sell it's, more, produce more, etc. Yeah. So it, it gives you the possibility in this integrated system to really foresee the future. That's more or less again at that point where I said where the puck will be. Yeah, right. right. You, the you intelligence know early again. and you, you are given the chance to act. So it's not like you're always forced to react, but you are given the chance to act. Yeah. You are given the chance to do it better. Yeah. And um, this is really awesome in that yeah. aspect. And we have, for example, also companies, uh, let's say um, German big automotive company that sits in Bavaria, close there, down there in Munich, um, where they have a large heterogeneous landscape, multiple ERP systems, etc. And they start the journey towards SAP S4HANA with creating one holistic group finance backbone. Mm -hmm. So for the first time, they create one finance system where they put planning, reporting, consolidation, accounting and controlling in one single instance connect the production logistics systems to mm -hmm. this system, creating one single chart of account, harmonized reporting, finance template, and go first. And so you have instant reporting and single source of truth for the first time. So this is a central finance aspect. It's a kind of central finance mm -hmm. aspect. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And when, especially this is interesting when you are a group. So like when you have, for example, finance, uh, investment activities, you're buying, for example, um, something like a competitor, you want to integrate it really fast, this is really a chance to have them integrated quite easily because you have standard You're right. Yeah, And especially central finance makes sense, especially when you have a heterogeneous landscape. Yeah. When you have just one ERP system, yeah. it doesn't make sense to exactly. set a second there. But especially when you have more than three or five or whatsoever, like global corporations, it's a good choice. Absolutely, absolutely. So since we have now, yeah, have talked about like four of the top five, we want to come now to the yeah top one reason to go on S4HANA. I uh, beg your pardon to tell it out because I know we agree on that. And this is the one if like we would be asked if there is, if there would be one reason to go on S4HANA, which would it be? And in our opinion, since we know that S4 is not only a business decision but a business project and should be like seen from a business perspective it's absolute insight to action and insight to action is in my opinion so important that it is not only about those two words like insight and action which existed for quite a long time yeah you had your inside possibilities and you had your action possibilities but inside without immediate action without the system led um the system led solution of that bad news you might get through that inside is quite useless in my opinion yeah you get at that point ahead of the game when you get the insight when you get like the bad news or whatever is happening and then the system guides you to a solution gives you options uh, shows you what may be the consequences of each option and you are then in the position to do the right decision and this is something you really get with s4hana yeah and this is really strong and this is i also noticed it when i discussed with a lot of customers and especially when i discussed with business with the finance guys with the logistics guys the sales guys uh, out there doing their jobs 
I always showed the system. I demonstrated mm. the Fury UIs. I showed them how easily it is to find information, to yeah. find relevant information. I showed them examples for exa um, how the system puts intelligent and how the system puts decision support into the system. For example, um, why don't you adapt and reduce the buffer level, for yeah. example, um, because uh, the purchase history shows you that you yeah. don't need this raw material uh, that much. You can reduce your inventory level or you have open uh, production orders that are running out of material and running out of capacity. You have to do something. And once I see how proactive the system is mm -hmm. and how easy it is to find information, that's how you um, convince them to move to SAP s yeah. Absolutely. Like, for example, this is like what we said where it all comes together, what we also discussed like in the parts before that, yeah, with the possibility inside, with the analytics possibility, with the intelligent technologies that lead you to options concerning the solutions of that part. Um, whenever we talk about disruption, and we are talking about disruption a lot in our times and about strategy and so on. And you're talking about the 21st century, whatever happens to you and uh, what positions it takes. Um, you always come down to the ability to use insight to action. A, not to be disrupted and B, to be yourself one kind of disruptor. And this is the absolute basic ability you need to succeed in that. And... Um, That's why insight to action, if you ask me or if you ask Stefan, I think we both agree. You're right. It's one of the key elements and especially this embedded analytics and insight to action. It's also easy to show it to the end users because it's a quick win. The only yeah. thing you need is to implement the Fiori UIs. Yeah. You won't have it with the classical GUIs, but with every kind of Fiori UI, you have this information, you can show it to the to the end user. So you move to SAP s you configure your system. Yeah. You configure the Fury UIs and then you roll it out. Yeah, and it's it's so individual. Like you, as a for example, as a planner, you come at the morning to your desk, you open up your systems and so on, and you at that point already you see your numbers. Yeah, you see your KPIs, where you are, where you may have your problems. You click on it, and just by clicking on it, you get down to that business situations. Yeah, that issues you may have, and the system from that point on helps you to do um, all the other aspects. And since it's always a very good moment when we both agree, I think, um, and looking at the time, this is a good point to wrap for today. Um, so thank you very much for listening to us here at the SAP Experts podcast. We will come back with yeah, lots of new episodes. Um, so we have, um, like we said in the beginning, in the introduction, a lot of interesting guests. Um, Stefan will also come back into the show. Like I hope not always, uh, not only once but uh, frequently and um, this is for all and thanks for listening thank you very much Alexander for inviting thanks thank you for being here bye bye <laughs>